Joining us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line truly steps beyond convenience. Steve Goldstein, he's a television voice of the Panthers. And I believe, if I'm correct about this, Goldie, also doing pre-halftime, post, uh, or pre-halftime, pre-intermission and post for the Stanley Cup Finals on, on Westwood One. Am I right about that? Back to the, uh, the the radio roots, as I love it. You know, it was great in the West Final. I was actually the ringside reporter, you know, the third, uh, the third man during um, the broadcast. And it was unbelievable for that Nashville-Anaheim series, which, by the way, forget the line. Like, they were so far over the line with the dirtiness, especially the Ducks. It was really? unbelievable. Really? Yeah. And I was right down there, like, for literally. Example, face- for example. For example. Okay. You probably won't remember this. It's a specific incident in the game. But there was game five in Nashville where Josh Manson, the mean defenseman for the Ducks, um, he got a penalty for a cross-check. Well, what they – and then, they, you know, with a cross check right to the back of the head on Philip Forsberg. What they missed was as everybody was going down the ice the other way, Forsberg with the and right in front of me. So I hate to say it, Romberg, you played the game at a very high level. Hard to read body language, whether something's intentional or not. I, I bet a thousand dollars that he intentionally took the stick right up on Manson's face and nailed him. And it was under, it was like the WWE, like when the referees were going the other way, let me take an extra shot. That's what that series was like. Well, and how about the one dude who uh, Zorro-style put his uh, last name initial on the other dude's forehead? Oh, the uh, yeah, the Arvidsson one. Yeah, and you know what was great about that is, so Arvidsson's head is all, you know, busted open. And he's, you know, leaned over, probably days, skating to the bench. They call it two-minute penalties as. P.K. Subban, uh, and I'm watching this happen, Skates over to the bench, literally grabs Arvidsson by the jersey, and literally drags him as if you're driving a little kid like on a on a sled in the snow. Drags him across the ice, taps the ref on the shoulder, and goes, "Look at his head!" And oh. then it becomes a five minute major, and, and Nick Ritchie got kicked out of the game. Oh. <laughs> like, like I was I was telling Romberg the other day with uh, in the Penguins game, in the Penguins Senators game, in game I, I guess it was in game six. A uh, good old school goon tactic on the Ottawa bench where they're, they're spraying the water bottle at Sidney Crosby. Yeah, they did. They, they did every, you know, into Cros- and a lot of these guys, and by the way, part of the reason Nashville is there, I'm not saying it's a major reason they won the game, but part of it is I've never seen a team take so much pounding and cheap shots and just skate away. Really? Like they were happy to just take the penalty, take the power play, and that's it. And Anaheim, Anaheim is, 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 a, is a borderline dirty team in general. They take like the third most penalties in the league, and 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 I believe their philosophy is we're going to do whatever the hell they want, we want because they can't call everything, and we'll just try to kill it off. And you know they intimidate a lot of teams, and you know Nashville stood strong. But yeah, the Crosby one, they tried everything on him the other night. Did you see the the Mark Mathot? He eye gouged him again, another WWE tactic. He grabbed him around the head and gave him a little the, the eye gouge without the glove on, and. You know, Crosby's another one. Like, he's not going to retaliate and take a penalty. He knows the line. He'll give his shots back. He can handle himself. You know, it's not like, you know, he, he needs somebody on his wing that's going to fight for him. Uh, he handles himself when he has to. But, yeah, they're doing everything they can to beat up those star players. And watching it up close and seeing what those guys go through, you know, for the two months to try to win the Stanley Cup, really is incredible. The physical punishment is unbelievable. Goldie, I see a lot of the titles are talking about Crosby and him being the X Factor in this Game 7, and obviously it's going back to Pittsburgh and being in Pittsburgh, but does my home and native land have a shot to continue on to get back into the Stanley Cup in some form or fashion? Well, you know, Ottawa's – I mean, look, I'm surprised Ottawa is where they are. You know, I thought they could beat Boston. I didn't think they'd beat the Rangers. I didn't think they'd beat the Penguins. 
Uh, real happy for Craig Anderson, by the way. You know, he still lives here. He, oh, when he really? played for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah when actually, he played for the uh, Panthers, his wife his wife was a school teacher, an elementary school teacher in Davie, and that's how he met her. So And isn't um, she getting over? Isn't she dealing with a, is it cancer? She's dealing with something, right? Yeah, she had cancer during the season. He only played like thirty five games this year. He was yeah. going back and forth and you know, you know, for that team they kinda rallied around him. And they were giving them leaves of absences and, you know, calling guys up from the minors to play. I mean, it's amazing That's they are where story. they are. So, That's a good yeah, story. It's a great story. And, and he's honestly a super guy. I got to know him when, uh, you know, when he was here. And, you know, personally, I'm happy for him. So, with him, you know, when he gets hot, and we saw that, if you remember, when he, as you remember, when he played for the Panthers. Remember that one game, he had a 56-save shutout against the Islanders? Yeah. Like, when he gets hot, as he did the other night, there's just no stopping them. Now it could go as Ron, you know, Robert. You want to? They can win. It could go either way. They could get three on him in the first ten minutes. Honestly, he does that once in a while too. So, yeah, Ottawa's got a legitimate shot. They got a lot of belief, and you have to believe that all of the pressure and Ottawa's. You know, their players have talked about this. All of the pressure is now on the Penguins. Yeah, they're on the and, road. The Penguins are the defending Cup champions. Ottawa sure. just go in there and try to have a big game. Hey, you know what? If, if they they don't look at it this way, but if they don't win it, they had a great run and a great year. Now, they don't look at it that way, but I thought it was very telling. You know, when, when teams get on these runs, P.K. Subban after the Nashville game said, I've never seen 20 guys care so much about the guy next to him. And you know who was like that? The, the original Panthers. You know, I've talked to a number of them, and they said when they were busting their butt, you know, in those first five years of the franchise, making the cup final with the grinding style and no real scores, they said they were more disappointed. Bill Lindsay has told me this. I was more disappointed and worried about letting Scott Mellenby, who sat next to me, down than I was about my own success. And when you start getting that going, you know, it's, it's a pretty powerful thing. And I thought Bobby Ryan um, had an interesting comment after game 60. He goes, you know what? At least we all get to spend two more days together. That's cool. I love these guys, and we love being together. That's cool. We got Steve Goldstein here with us. And uh, if you hear on the radio, he's got the uh, pre-intermission post shows on uh, Westwood One NBC Radio for the Stanley Cup Final, which uh, Nashville is awaiting the winner of... Uh, Pittsburgh and Ottawa tonight. Tell me, uh, historically, where does where does Crosby stack up? And, you know, he's got a couple of Stanley Cups, obviously. Does it matter if he wins any more the rest of his career? Where does he stack up historically? Well, you know, if he gets another one this year and goes back-to-back, as after what he went through, you know, remember he missed the better part of three seasons, you know, with the concussion issues. Um, and he's been able to, you know, I know he came, you know, post-lockout, but, you know, the game has changed. And he's been able to, you know, go through all of that and, and win it really with two different teams. I mean, it's him and Malkin, obviously, you know. But you look at those teams and basically, you know, everybody else has kind of – it's almost like a Brady-New England thing. You know, they've won all those Super Bowls and he's got a completely different cast for, you know, at least three of them um, or four of them. So, historically, I, I don't think he gets to Gretzky or Howe and, and, you know, and Mario and maybe those guys – but certainly by the time he's done, and I don't think he's done yet, and yeah, it matters if he wins some more. I mean, you start getting to, you know, four and five Stanley Cups, you're, you know, you're in the rarefied air. You know, you're in the Gretzky, the Messier, you're in that, you're, you're in that neighborhood. So I think he slots right in um, probably underneath those top five, maybe half a dozen players, but right there in the top, you know, and it's not done yet, but I'm assuming 10 to 15 range. Goldie, so I called Jovo the other day, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm golfing. I said, okay, obviously. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, oh, I'm up here at Goldie's. So you coming to Goldie's thing? And I said, what do you mean Goldie's thing? And he goes, yeah, call Goldie's out, got, call out. Goldie's got a golf tournament. And I said, what? Call out here. Are you, are you saying like a fellow media member in the business of sports? <laughs> call out. 
has a nice golf tournament, but no invitation for longtime friend and associate Jonathan Zasler. No, you're talking about yourself. I don't play golf. Goldie, he's talking about himself. Don't let him yeah. pin this on me. Zaz, that's about as transparent as the, you know, the cover on your iPhone. I mean, there's no question. I understand what he's saying there. No, I, you know, I apologize. Next year we got to get that done, but it's a morning tournament. So I, did, I figured morning show guys, you know, okay. usually can't, can't get it done. But I had a little something going with, uh, with one of your guys that works there. And, you know, 790 actually donated that, uh, that Riptide Festival. They donated oh, a VIP good. pack for it. Good. Cool, cool. Yeah, so so next year though I'll jump on it a little bit more. Uh, maybe maybe you do the show from the golf tournament. Okay, yeah, that'd all be right. a live broadcast. That'd be really good actually. But that's all. Don't worry, Dad. Uh... It's free breakfast. You're all set. Okay, Don't worry. all right. Uh, give me some bagels, some locks. You know my style. A little little schmear in a radio show. That's what right. be so bad. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so you were you were doing the games there. You had some of the games in Nashville, and while that's obviously not a hockey hotbed, uh, that that building, that crowd looks pretty tremendous. Yeah, well, it kind of is now. It's unbelievable. They had 4,000 people outside watching, and they shut down. You know, it's right on the corner of Broadway and Fifth. So literally across the street is, you know, the legendary bars, you know, Tootsie's where all the country music singers, you know, go, and we're, we're, the number were discovered. So it's in a great location right downtown there on Broadway. And, you know, they had a good hardcore but small fan base. Well, now everybody around there, you got honky-tonk bars with big flags waving over the top door saying, go Preds, go. Everybody is on board. Everybody is a hockey fan. I, I interviewed Eddie George. He was at the game the other night. You know, they have, a, they have somebody getting the crowd fired up before every game. So it was Eddie George the other night who obviously is a big hero in that, uh, in that town. But, you know, it's the only game in town. I mean, they have the Titans. It's not NFL season. There's no basketball. Um, there's no baseball. You know, Vanderbilt usually isn't that good in any sport, which is about, you know, 20 blocks from the arena. So, and it's the only team that has Nashville. In its name. Yeah. So what's happened is, even if you're not a big hockey fan, and people in Tennessee obviously didn't grow up with it, it's been, you know, teams 20 years old, everybody is now on board, and that place, to me, was like a throwback um, to, the, you know, the old arenas and the old stadiums. It was just wild in there with people going nuts. I mean, you know, I was trying to think of, okay, you know, wh when was the last time I was in a place like this? Maybe the Miami Arena, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. When, I remember you know, back the Panthers... then, Miami Arena, those years, Miami Arena was widely talked about as the as the loudest hockey arena in the league. Right, it was a, it was a little barn. Even when, the, you know, the, the Heat were playing, like, I remember in the late 90s when the Heat were playing the Knicks and the Panthers were making their run, and, you know, it was like every other night we had a playoff game in the building and the house was just rocking. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. The place isn't that small. It's 17,000, but... The way it's just constructed and the atmosphere in there, and everybody's wearing the you know the bright yellow of the Predators. It was a uh, it was a wild scene. There. They're actually pretty. They're very knowledgeable hockey fans. Now tell me here before we let you go, Goldie. Uh, and tonight, you know, we're into us here. Romberg's Canadian. I love the hockey as well. Uh, you got Game Seven tonight with Pittsburgh and Ottawa, and I'm trying to explain to folks who don't normally tune in, let's say on NBC Sports Network, how Doc Emmerich, okay. Doc Emmerich, for me, is the top play-by-play -play man in any business, not just hockey, in any of the major sports. You're a television play-by-play -play guy. You certainly know what's what. Do you agree with me? You know, it's an interesting comment because the guy that runs NBC Sports, Sam Flood, has made the exact same comment as well. Um, you know, look, it's obviously subjective. The job he does with the game being as fast as it is, and I know this personally, where we sit, it is not always easy to be on target, and from what I see, he never, ever makes an error in player 
you know, identification, which is unbelievable. And he's got a vocabulary. I mean, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, Zaslow dumps it down the ice or Zaslow gets it out of trouble. I'll have like three or four ways to say something. He's got like three or four hundred ways to say something. So when you look at the speed of the game, um, the smoothness in his voice and the verbiage that he uses, um, I do love Al Michaels on football. Um, I got a lot of other favorites, you know, personally. But, yeah, Doc's got to be at the top of the list. You're right. All right, Goldie, excellent job. And, uh, and again, Goldie's got it. Uh, NBC Sports Radio, Westwood won for the Stanley Cup final doing the, uh, the hosting there on the radio side. Good talking to you, Goldie. Thanks a lot, man. All right, and tell Jovanovsky to keep his mouth shut. You guys are invited next year. Loose lips. Excellent, excellent. All right, see you, Goldie. <laughs> see you, fellas.